Uh, hi everyone, welcome to Love and Confetti. Uh, today we're going to be talking about masculinity and and how we feel like there's a lot of there's a lot of issues with what's happening in the world and what masculinity and how masculinity is described and how it can also be toxic sometimes. So it's all this episode is gonna be all about I guess gender norms if that's what you call it. I think okay. I think how we should start is we can we should go with you first because let's hear what a girl's point of view would be on masculinity. I want to hear what you have to say, and then I'll I'll add to that. Okay, so I I semi prepared for this episode. I read um a couple of articles by Mark Manson, which I'm gonna be referencing throughout this whole episode. Uh, I think it's called the problem with masculinity, and then the other one's called the problem with feminism. So if you look at history. The most ruthless, the most violent people in all of history are always men. And you can see that from a young age, boys are always like more cruel or like more uh, more naughty and they're a bit more rough. So the question becomes like, is it in our biology? Is it like part of us? Did we evolve to be like this or is it more of a cultural thing? And he says that um, it's a bit of both. So throughout human history, it's always been very violent there's never been a point in our history that you know we haven't been trying to kill each other and this is because like for thousands millions of years resources were always scarce and so the societies or like the cultures or the the tribes that could accumulate the most resources were the ones who survived and the thing is you had to fight to get the resources and once you got them you had to fight to keep it and so the most successful societies were generally the people who brought young men up to be not like violent but like you know like conquering yeah conquering because you know there was never like a peaceful like hey can you give me your land it was always like we take it so the what so the societies who raised the men to be able to you know be aggressive and like take things were the ones who were most successful and the reason why it was always men is because not only were they more strong and more able and everything, you know, like hunter-gatherer, like guys, I guess, evolved to to be the ones who were in dangerous situations and stuff. So not only were they stronger and more able, but they were also like, I think Mark Manson's word was disposable. Because, for example, if humanity was wiped out and you needed a new generation of people you could like you could only do with two men, but then you can't have a small amount of women because you need a lot of mothers. Exactly. Yeah, so it was like men were kind of like more disposable, and therefore they were the ones who were put into more dangerous situations because I guess like they needed the women more in a way. So if you look at most of history, masculinity has been about the three Ps. So it was like they were there to protect, provide, and procreate. This version of masculinity evolved to benefit society but the thing is like times have changed and we kind of still as a society like we still like carry that until now but times are so different like there's nothing to conquer there's nothing to be like super aggressive about their use before it's not as relevant now because like there's no violence anymore but like for example if there is it's kind of like small military just like protecting at borders i guess there's no like physical violence anymore like okay there's some countries still at war and stuff but everything's kind of like i guess become cyber or it's kind of all about like mind games now so you don't really need men to like go out and fight now and at the same time like economically we've kind of become a more service economy so like you don't need physical labor anymore like everything's kind of become 
more like people to people you know like making things more convenient or like based on your personality not on like your strengths yes and at the same time the feminist movement has kind of become more strong like we've become more moral as a society and so it's like everyone's kind of like fighting for equality and everything so then men's roles throughout history were really just provide procreate and protect and what is like the role now you know um i just found it really interesting because his point was like based on like what's happening now it doesn't make sense to like carry that anymore now but it's hard to change because like that's always been like the perception of people towards men and i guess like men themselves like they don't want to change because for example growing up like let's say during playtime like guys are rough and stuff and whoever i guess couldn't fight or example like in sports you know whoever was weak at sports was always considered weak like a weakling and so guys i guess like from a very young age they're taught to like hide their emotions to like repress it not to like understand themselves and like what's happening not to engage their emotions or like question their emotions it's just like whatever you're feeling don't feel it otherwise you're not a man or for example like you can't even like show love towards your friends or whatever like even if you appreciate them you can't tell them you appreciate them otherwise you're like people are like are you gay or something like you know you can't like you question your sexuality and you're kind of like taught to just like the only person that you should love is your girlfriend or your wife or like like that's it like you reserve it for like your future family and to everyone else you're kind of like there's a wall up yeah no i think that's a terrible approach and i've i mean as a guy i've grew up around that culture Personally, in my house, I've never experienced that because my my family is very open. But the minute I went to school and I started to see how other people behaved, how their guys behaved among each other, then I found it very different from what I was used to. And I suppose you could say it, it, it felt a little too much, like it like you were always putting on a show and you couldn't be your true self. Like, who says that you can't be masculine by being emotional or being vulnerable? You can still still be a masculine man and still be a vulnerable person and still be an emotional person. You can still show emotions. But I think society as a whole has kind of like shunned that like emotions and all is is a sign of weakness, right? Mm-hmm. Which in in a way it, it could be true. Like there is some truth to it, but I don't think it's entirely true. Because yeah, if you are overly emotional, and this applies to both men and women. If you're too emotional and you don't take action for your emotions, then you, that is a sign of weakness. You are being weak with your emotions. You're just yeah. crying or whining or complaining about things. But this applies to both men and women. The thing is, when a man does it, it's it's extremely weak. When a woman does it, it's like, oh, you know, and that's where toxic feminism also comes in. It's, oh, it's just a woman being a woman, being mm-hmm. emotional. See, so it's like, no. If you're being overly emotional, it's wrong on both ends. It's wrong for both women and men. You both, both women and men have to take action for their emotions and, you know, kind of try to overcome it yeah. to show strength. But being vulnerable is, is, is a sign of strength more than anything. Yeah, but it's like I find it really sad that like you know growing up, it's like you really can't show that you're sad or you really can't show that you're you're hurt or whatever because it's like. Oh, you're gay, you know? I mean, like, okay, like, that's yeah, like, exactly. politically incorrect now. But, like, growing up, like, that was everyone's term. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, no one really cared about, like, you know, like, the whole gay word until, like, recently. Okay, I know. No, definitely. I, I completely agree. And and growing up, like, in countries like the Philippines, where they're not really 
politically correct there. They yeah. kind of just say whatever they want. Right? Yeah, it's true. So uh, I've experienced that. I've experienced, you know, bullying. I've been subjected to bullying in the past. Although I tried, you know, I tried to fight it, of course. And um, it happens, you know. There, this is what happens in, in the world today. And I think slowly things are getting better. You know, men are being taught that you can be vulnerable and you can be open. The thing is, there also are extremes, in my opinion. And and I, I, I agree with you that, you know, it's good that men have become less aggressive in a sense, because it's less about the three Ps, which you mentioned, and it's more about ser- being serviceable in society, right? Because there is nothing to conquer today, right? But for me, like, if, if, if we stray too far from what our nature is, which, let's be real, like, in my opinion, okay, guys, maybe some listeners might disagree with me, but I believe that men and women have their own distinct nature, and there is a difference. I believe in, I completely believe in equal opportunity, equal rights, and equality in many things. But to say a woman and a man is exactly the same for me is wrong because just nature, we're just built differently. Like biology, we're wired different. Yes, biologically, we're wired differently. And men are protectors. It's, it's, It's in their nature to be protective, to protect the woman, to, to protect their mother and, you know, not their mother, the the mother of their children, right? While women are supposed to be nurturing. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think I watched this thing that was really nice. Um, I watched this speaker, really wonderful speaker called Jordan B. Peterson. And he has a lot of interesting things to talk about. Like, you guys should watch him on YouTube. He's always suggested. And he's extremely controversial. And people, it's like either you really dislike him yeah. Or you're like, whoa, I super agree with him. Yeah. You know? So it's it's incredible. And the way he talks, the way he addresses, he's very he's very calm. He's very logical, no? Yes, he's very logical. I'm, I'm trying to recall what he said. But basically, he said something along the lines where, uh, like this. So men are very physical. And it's always been the case. And this is why when you look at professions, okay, like let's look at equal opportunity, Okay. You can give women equal rights, equal pay, equal everything, but there will always be a disposition to work as a certain profession. So women like professions that are, for example, teaching or nursing or even doctors. Um, They like positions where they're working in charity. Now, why is that? Because women care about people. Women care about, you know, helping people. And this is women's disposition because it's their motherly nature. They always want to help people. Now, of course, there are women who take on different professions. But in general, it always has something to do with people. Men, on the other hand, take on professions such as engineering, you know, business, um, big positions, you know, firms, a lot of physical stuff. Why? Because they care more about self and they care more about, I guess, being perceived as something, someone strong. Yeah. So they take on physical work more than women. You don't really see women construction workers, but you see male construction workers all the time. And you see women as caregivers more than men, right? And this is because of their disposition. Now, of course, men might want to be a caregiver and that's okay. Men want to be doctors as well. There are many male doctors, of course. and But see, more male doctors than there are uh, male nurses. Mm-hmm. And again, this is because doctors are more of a superior figure. And I think men like that position of power. I think they strive for power more than women. Women more 
So they strive for, I guess, just to be good to people, to help people. So that's why you can't deny that there is a difference between them. And it's okay. Yeah, but because like if you look at you know how how we evolved, the guy who could like, bring home the most things, the guy who could like provide for the family with his strength was what was favored. And so like like evolutionarily, men are like geared to more physical stuff, to, to to be more aggressive, to be more what do you call that? Like dominant and everything. And then for women, the bow we were like we were kinda like stuck at home, taking care of the kids, blah blah blah. The thing is like if you were I guess mean or if if you didn't get along with like society and stuff, you were kinda like shunned. And so that's why like if you look at how girls fight and everything, it's always like how do you say this? Like mentally like, it's never, like, outright. It's always kind of, like, hidden under, like, secret meanings and mm-hmm. stuff. Because to put it bluntly, you couldn't be the bitch in society. Otherwise, you're you're just, like, kicked out from the group. And so if you had a quarrel with someone, you kind of had to, like, do it in a subtle way. And then yeah. for men, if you had a problem with someone, you could just, like, fight it out and, like, wala na. That, w- that was how we were wired for, like, thousands thousands of years. And so, like, you can't fight, like, 2,000 years, 3,000 years, whatever. And I don't know how, how long we've been here. But you can't fight thousands of years of, like, programming. Exactly. Yeah, that's why. So even if the world has changed and there's less to conquer, I still think that we shouldn't treat men so differently or tell men to behave so differently from what their nature is. Now, of course, it's good to teach men that there is strength in vulnerability, there's strength in being less aggressive. You don't have to be an aggressive person, like a violent person. You can still be aggressive in the workforce, in, in your ambition, which is very good for men. But you cannot, you shouldn't be aggressive towards your wife, you know, violent towards people. Um, I think that's... A good thing those are the good things that are changing the thing is now today like again i'm talking about jordan b peterson he says that there's a problem in society that men are actually being taught to not be a certain way and it's making men weaker and you know it's like society today is te- telling men that they are bad okay let's just face it like it, there's a lot of news media that you know they they kind of just say oh you are a man you are sexist by nature because you are in a better position than women are in and even if you don't feel like you are this is what the media is trying to tell you this is what government's trying to tell you so what happens men become less inspired they don't want to do more they don't want to be productive anymore and why would they want to take on a position of power when this is the problem with the world, you know? The world is full of misogyny. Women don't have the equal rights that they supposedly have, okay? Women don't have the good-paying jobs that, you know, this is what they're saying, right? And the more they complain about these things, the more they say that you are a part of the problem because you are an ambitious young male striving to be big in this world, the less ambitious young men are going to come out of society, so you're actually suppressing men because of this big feminist movement. And I'm, I'm not saying I'm anti-feminist. I'm totally for feminism. I just don't think that by pushing feminism, we shouldn't be pushing men down. You know, there mm. is such a thing as misandry, which is um, women are better than men, which is not good. And it's the same exact thing as misogyny, which is men are better than women. So I think... The best way to approach this, at least for me, is 
you need to help inspire men that it's okay to be ambitious. It's okay to be wanting to succeed in life because and, and we shouldn't look down on men who are big, you know, who have succeeded. Because this is what's happening. They're looking down on these successful men. They're slamming them for being successful, for being a part of the problem. This is a world run by men. And it's not good. It's not right. There are many women in power. It's just that women are not, like I said, they're not like inclined to going into those positions in the first place because it's really not in their, not, not in their nature. Yeah, I, I I partly agree with what you said. It's just like, maybe like guys don't feel it as much. Like, I, I get what you're saying. That even if like, you know, like given everything equal, you don't think that like women would go for the same. The thing is like, for example, Congress, politics, whatever. It's dominantly male. Like, let's say, I'm just like throwing out numbers, but it's like, let's say 80% male. And how can, like, how can a female, let's say I want to be mayor. And like coming in, you know, I have all these old men saying I can't do it or probably like, you know, conspiring against me. And, you know, how can you succeed when everyone's kind of in a way like against you? Like even the system is probably against you. Like people don't want to ally with you because you're a girl. So there are systems in place, you know, they do keep women down and men don't want to like change it because otherwise, why would they want to change something that benefits them? So for example, if like the institutions and companies and whatever is like run by men, benefits men and stuff, then why would they want to include women? Why would they want to change, challenge the status quo or something? I find it annoying also because like I get what you're saying that we shouldn't like discourage men from being ambitious. But at the same time, it's like a lot of the problems that like the world is facing, a lot of like political problems or whatever, whatever, like all the violence and everything, like let's say drugs. I mean, you can't say that women start like... I mean, like, this is just really generalizing, but women didn't start it. The drug lords aren't the women. You know what I mean? Like, of course. For yeah. example, no, like, I let's, got, say, let's say war, it's not a women thing. And, like, I don't know, like, human trafficking, it's not a women thing. Like, we didn't start that. Of course. You know, like, men of did. Course. So it's like, I, I get what you're saying. It's just that as a girl, I find it really annoying that, like, a lot of the problems that we're facing is really, like, like the problem is men. Of course. I'm not saying all men, huh? It's just men generally like they can't control their urges and so they rape and then they 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 get uh, minors i don't know they hire prostitutes and all these things and then that's what's like portrayed also in the media but I'm, I'm sure that that's not like far from reality you know i'm sure it's not girls ordering other girls it's always like for the powerful men i just find it annoying that it's like all these drug parties all these you know all, all the all the wars all the beat-ups all those like it's it's men of course no, I, I completely agree. The thing is, those are extreme cases because those are also we're also talking about evil people. Yeah. And evil people primarily are men because usually, like like I was saying, people in power are usually men, and because that their disposition to that. But if let's say it was a world run by women, I mean, I'm not trying to offend people here, but I wouldn't say it will be that far off either because again, people in power tend to be a little evil <laughs> so yeah but the thing so is like it's point. like priorities of course there'd be like some some screwed up stuff but then i don't think it would be like about sex i know no i agree with you i agree with you completely and and it's it's dangerous especially to, it's dangerous to raise a girl in today's society because of how how dangerous the world is and how you know there are kidnappings and and, and like you said rapes 
and you know women are taught to dress modestly men are not taught to respect their women and the thing is like okay they're trying to fix this they're trying to teach this in many schools in the world and i think it's a good thing it's just that some cultures really have a hard time i mean look at india for example or the arab countries or the arab countries those are the biggest rape culture in the world yeah look what happened in afghanistan there are so many women now that are suffering because of what what's happening there the taliban I think they just made a new law where women are no longer allowed to study in the same school as men. So it's like, you know, this this is the problem with what you said, like with men in power and especially evil men in power when they have evil ideology and stuff, then they enforce that. Yeah, people. and not even just politics and stuff, like even religion. You know, it's always like exactly girls yeah. have to be submissive to men. Men are superior to women. I don't know much about like the Islam stuff, but then girls are I don't want to say oppressed, but No, I'm I'm gonna say it. I, I think no offense to anyone who's Islam here, but Muslim. You know, there there's yes, Muslim. You know, there's a lot of nice teaching, nice teachings in the Muslim religion. The thing is, there are certain factions of Muslim religion where they're very extremist. And that's when the Taliban comes in. They have their Sharia law where women have to be covered up completely. And even if you try to defend that, it is still subjecting women to that law. And the women do not have the choice to do otherwise. And this is an example of what's happening in the Taliban in Afghanistan now. You know, they're murderers. They're murdering women, raping women kidnapping them human trafficking them and they're just doing whatever they want because this is how it's like this is their extremist ideology and it breaks my heart you know to see people suffering like that but it's the truth and you're right you know men i wouldn't say men are inherently bad it's more like when men are raised in this type of society it's like it's just a never-ending cycle no, I think it's just because, like, for example, like, you already have this aggressive nature. And then if you're always being told that you can do anything you want, like, w- you can do anything you want with women. There's a lot of them. I mean, for example, you accumulate all the riches and all the power and everything that you could ever want. What do you spend on? You still spend on women. That's what you see. The right? like, all yes. these, all the royalty, billionaires, whatever, they still just spend on women. Like, they hire women so that they can do kinky shit to them, violent things to them, and women can't speak up. Like, like that's it. And don't you think that that's really messed up? Of like, course. You have everything that you could ever want, and you still choose to be violent. And- of course. No, it's totally messed up. I mean, look what they had, uh, the Harvey Weinstein case. Or, I mean, he's a man of power. He's one of the biggest movie moguls in, in America. And he had how many women speak up against him in the end they managed mm-hmm. to finally find the courage to speak up against him but th- you see these are this is just one small example of a multitude of examples of men abusing their power yeah but then what pisses me off is like when they abuse their power it's really like can you not control your impulses because it's like for example you give women all the power and everything do you think that they're gonna be like super violent towards men do you think they'd be doing not the same violent, thing like- they'll be different yeah, like maybe like different priorities and different outlet. But then the thing is like for men, it's, it's super like just yes. sexual. You know what I mean? So like yes. that's... it's primal. No, no, but it's true. You're right. And yeah, that's the thing. Like men in power, evil men in power, that is what they do. But like I said, like if there were women in power, more women in power, there are also evil women in power. The difference is that you don't see those scandals that men go through because what they do is behind like what we were talking about earlier. It's behind closed doors. And yeah, I suppose. I mean, I, I, I know because I, I, I studied a bit of politics and I know of some women that were evil in nature and they were in power and they did really, really bad things too. And see, those things they did, they did behind closed doors. 
So anyway, the point is not why are men evil, why are women evil, or why is this happening? No, it's the point of this is how do we change, right? And I think the best ways to really like, like if you're a woman listening to this podcast, you have a boyfriend, you know, it's good to tell him how to behave or not how to behave more of like help guide him, you know, like if he's lost or confused, help teach him a good way to be a man in society, the proper way to be a man in society, which is respect your women. And I think that's the biggest word here, which should apply to both parties, but more so men respect each other men respect women women respect men because because that's where we can really grow together and back to what i said you know if if a man is being disrespected it just adds to the problem mm-hmm. it's either that man becomes weak and doesn't contribute to society or that man becomes violent which again doesn't contribute to society and if a woman is disrespected they will also not contribute to society they will be you know they, they they're not they're not being used to their full extent. Yeah. So anyway, so I think that this is a very, it's a very heavy topic what we're talking about today. Yeah. But I think it's good with, that we address these things. And yeah, like if, for example, in our relationship for me and Danny, I feel like I'm a, I'm a respectful man towards her. I hope I am, babe. Yeah. <laughs> and for sure. you know, I never tell her she can't do anything. You know, I I don't enforce anything towards her. But at the same time, like we treat each other like equals. But of course, we know that there's a difference between us. And that applies to Danny towards me. And and this is one of the reasons why I love Danny so much is because she really, she makes me feel like a strong man. And I feel like together, a man and a woman is the most powerful force because, you know, the saying behind every great man is a great woman. And I think it can apply to both. Behind every great woman is a great man too, because I believe that together as a union, a man's brain and a woman's brain working together is a really powerful thing. Mm-hmm. It's it's really one of the most powerful things that you have in, in the world today. So a good pair, a good partnership is one of the strongest things you can have. Wait, I'm just going to touch on what you said, because you said like behind every great man is a great woman. Um, This brings me back to like the article I read, because like men are kind of like, I don't want to say like they can't function without women. But because they're they're brought up to be so like emotionally repressed, so like men can't really process their emotions very well, or they don't know how to deal with their emotions so much. So it's like they kind of like depend on their girlfriend or their partner um for that. And according to the article, they said that getting married may be like the best thing that a man can do to improve his life or to improve his mental health because they in a way like need a woman to be stable, and it's. Mostly because, like, because men are taught to not be vulnerable, to not be, you know, open with their feelings, because you know that's seen as a girl thing. That was like in touch with your feminine side or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's just like this entire thing repressing your emotions is is gonna take a toll on you. And the thing is, this stress doesn't end. Like when you repress your emotions, it doesn't go away. Kind of just like you you bury it deep, and then later it's gonna explode. And that's why, like, if you look at the stats or whatever, like suicide rates are higher in men. You know, men are more likely to get depressed or to get violent. And if it's not mental health, then, well, this is still mental health, but they're more likely to, like, turn to drugs, to be alcoholics. They're prone to, like, constant stress because they have no outlet. Like, repressing it doesn't fix anything. You know, it kind of makes it bigger. Yeah, so it's like as as much as men are strong, as much as men are, like, ambitious, and as much as men are powerful and everything they still rely on women for like emotional support no i agree i i I agree with you completely i think that men need women for that outlet for that emotional support and 
actually, you know, it's it's really women that are the queens of their household. They they are the boss. You know, there's so many stories of where the you know men are actually afraid of their wives. I think that those are like the merry jokes, no? Like yeah. it's always like happy wife, happy life. Exactly, yes. No, actually there's this really funny one. So basically the man is the head of the house, but the woman is the neck. And the neck moves the head mm-hmm. and tells the head what to do. I think it's like because guys don't want to be told what to do. So women kind of have to be like, they have to be subtle. I suppose, yeah. Like you're in charge, but then I influence the decision to go my way. Yeah. Well, many couples might disagree with us because some people might say, oh, no, the woman has to be strong, yeah. commanding and stuff. No, I, I think that there, again, like I said, there should be equal say in a relationship. I just think that there should be some roles, some different roles that should be played out, right? Like what? Well, for example, in in our relationship, I look up to you all the time, of course, but you look up to me and you know, and you look up to me as a strong man, Mm -hmm. right? This is really like, it's a traditional, we have a traditional relationship, Mm -hmm. right? I suppose, yeah. Yeah. But then, I don't know, I guess I'm very much a traditionalist that there's some things that I don't agree with or like, for example... I mean, maybe this is controversial, but I don't entirely agree with a a man taking on a woman's name when getting married. Mm -hmm. I guess this is just only because it feels, Mm -hmm. it just feels like it's such a different course Mm -hmm. from the norm. You know, it's like it's it's traced so far from the norm that it's it's unusual. And there are countries that they're like super open about it. Where I live in Spain, it's completely different. When you have a passport here, you do not use your man's name. You do not have, even if you're married to him and you want to have his name, when you have your passport here, you have your maiden name, your full maiden name. So sometimes it can be difficult. Like, are you guys actually married? You need to also show like extra proof that you're married and stuff here. But it, that's how it's like. Yeah. So there's some countries that are like that. They don't encourage women taking on men's name. But I guess you could say I'm a little more traditional in that sense yeah but the thing is like for example if we were in quote unquote traditional like i don't want to be like the head of the relationship i want to feel like i'm taken care of you know like i i don't want to that, that, that makes you traditional too babe <laughs> I, I guess because i can't imagine having a you can't imagine it otherwise you want your man to take charge in the house you want him to be on hand yeah but at the same time i'm not gonna let let you like lead 24 7 i mean i'm gonna let you lead but then of course if i want something then i'm gonna say it but otherwise like i want to see that you can i get what you mean no i i think every relationship has a different dynamic yeah. our dynamic is very traditional some relationships are different and um like I said, you know, you got to have that respect for each other and you have to let a woman be a woman and let a man be a man. Don't try to change them to be more of something else that they're not. Yeah. Right? So that's the bottom line. And yeah, I, I think as long as you find that harmony with someone, then you, you'll be in a very good place and it'll be beneficial for both the man and the woman. You know, you, a woman cannot be in a relationship where the man is over, like, how, how do I say this? Like Controlling? over controlling exactly and he's like if you don't do what i say i will get mad at you yeah you know what i mean that that is wrong and vice versa a man cannot be in a relationship where he feels like he is subdued and he has no say and you know he emasculated exactly he's emasculated so i think that you really need to have this unity and this like harmony with each other which is really important yeah i'm gonna go back to like what i said about the three p so protect procreate and what was the other p provide Provide. yeah so there was a point that i was about to make that i forgot that i remembered now that the problem with these three p's is like 
that they required men to measure their self-worth on something arbitrary and something external. You know, it's never that you're honest or you're a good husband or whatever. It's like, you're a good husband if you can provide. You're a good husband if you can protect, if you give a lot of babies or whatever. So it's like, women are judged or like objectified in a way that it's always based on our looks based on our sex appeal, whatever. Which is very true, and I have like a lot to say about this. But anyway, because we're talking about men now. But at the same time, you you kind of objectify men, but in terms of, it's always money. It's always like, how successful are you in your career? It's like, there's this big pressure for men to just like keep showing off how rich they are, how much they can make. And that's why it's like, for men, I guess, it's more of a big deal. Like For women, we can wear anything we want. They can even wear a top that's 100 pesos and... It's okay. But then men, you always just look at their watch and their shoes. Yeah. I don't know, like growing up, but like if if your shoes are like this, ah, it means you're like that lang. In a way, like you have to like flaunt your paycheck and prove to your prospective partners or whatever that you are like rich enough or like, you know, successful enough to be a good mate. The problem with this is like there's always gonna be someone richer, there's always gonna be someone more successful, you know, like yeah. because it's arbitrary. It doesn't end. And so where do you draw the line? Like, when is it ever enough? And, you know, the answer is it's never enough. And, like, that's why men are always, like, they always want more. They always want more power. There's this never-ending uphill climb or whatever to power, to prestige, to everything, to money. Sometimes maybe this drives men crazy. And that's why you have all these people who accumulate all these billions and billions and billions. And then they're assholes and they're just crazy and they're just... Mm -hmm. So on a societal, like, perspective, it's good. You know, because this is how we were programmed for thousands of years, like that men have to like provide and everything. Mm-hmm. But then individually, it kind of screws you up because then your self-worth isn't even like intrinsic, like I am enough. Exactly. It's, yeah. The fact is like you always feel like I'm never enough because I always have to like, yeah. if, you, you know what I mean? So it's like you're not even a person. You're kind of just like a paycheck. And that's why like I also get annoyed by like, <laughs> so we have like this friend and then like like she dates like rich men and everything. And like, I don't know, like her basis is really just like how rich they are and stuff. And it kind of like it annoys me because for my end, I kind of see it as laziness. Like I, I see that you want to be taken care of. But like if your basis for like happiness and like a good partner is really just their money then then how do you expect to be happy you know yeah and at the same time you're not doing anything to like be self-sufficient no i think that's the thing the problem can also exist in women because when women are searching for that type of man then they are also a problem because they're not looking at a man for their self-worth they're looking at a man for his watch and, and shoes yeah so again both parties are at fault for this kind of behavior. And it continues, like it, it mirrors into women. So like what you said, women are more objectified. You know, a man is now rich and successful. So what does he look for a woman? A woman who is- Beautiful. Beautiful, right? It's it's just down to that. And again, you're not looking at a woman for who she really is. You're not looking at, you know, deep within. So that's why I, in fact, you were like that before, babe. In fact, okay, I'm gonna share a little story before, when I was talking to Danny, I think she told me like her criteria for dating mm-hmm. men was if they went to the three top schools in the Philippines. Yeah. And that was it. Like that was literally the criteria. No, like, okay, what if, wasn't... And if they had a good job. No, I specify the profession. <laughs> I only want Babe, to... you said something along, along no, the lines I'll of like lawyer, it. doctor or something like that. That's why. So only Ateneo, like, so my dating criteria before was like only Ateneo, LaSalle, or UP. Um, only business 
law, like only a businessman, lawyer, or doctor. But the thing is, like, it wasn't that I was looking at your paycheck. I was looking at, for example, because the school in the Philippines, like the school you go to kind of tells you about the person's personality because each school has its own culture. And it also kind of tells you about like a person's intelligence because I'm looking at the top schools and I'm expecting to get someone intelligent. And at the same time, I'm looking to get someone well-connected and everything. So it's like these schools mean that you come from these families. And so you have this mindset and you're raised in a certain way that I jive with you know what I mean so it's like mm-hmm. it's not just the school it's also about like the values it's also about like because I mean I'm just gonna say like rich people are raised with different values than poor people of course you know what I mean so it's like if I think this way then I'm more likely to get along with someone and I want to date someone who thinks like me it wasn't superficial is what I'm trying to say it wasn't like I only want these people because I feel like blah 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 I had like a reason and it was more of like kind of like compatibility I have a story so when I was in college I had like this um this rule in my head not not like a hard and fast rule but I had this rule in my mind that I'd only date someone with a car I wasn't looking at it as like oh because you have a car you're rich it was more of like I only look for things or traits or whatever that I can provide for myself that's that's my rule like I don't ask anything of you that I cannot provide to you. So like, I'm not going to ask you to pay for all my dinners. I can pay for all my own dinners, but that would be nice if you treated me because you showed me that you wanted me like that. So I wanted someone with a car so that it's like more convenient for me. But that doesn't mean it's like I want your car because I don't have one. And it's like I'm using you for your car because I have a car. I can drive myself. It's just yeah. that it would be nice if we like, you, you know what I mean? So like, that's what pisses me off about my, like this, this, this friend that we have is because you ask for things that you cannot provide for yourself. I'm not calling her a gold digger, but like that's the stereotypical gold digger. You come from like not a good background, then you want the highest end bags. You want, you know, five star hotels. And it's like, why? Like, what do you have to give? I'm not going to demand that from my guy. And if I do, I make sure that I can give that as well. Exactly. I wasn't super shallow. Like I had like this reasoning behind of it. Of course, of course. But I think you're even more like deep now, babe. Like yeah. I think... Like for me, like growing up, of course, what was the first trait I looked for when I was dating someone as a young man was always beauty. That was always the first thing I looked at, right? And I guess after how many relationships and how many failed relationships, I've learned along the way what are the true things I want in a person. And I want somebody who is a giver, someone who's generous with their time, not not like gifts or anything, but just generous with their time and their attention. I want someone who is respectful to me, you know, doesn't make me feel bad for certain things or make me feel like unheard, Yeah. you know, doesn't talk down on me. And most importantly, I want someone nurturing, someone who's there to comfort me in my most difficult moments. And see, these are the traits I really look for someone. And that's what I found in Danny. See, so I, I, I found these Thanks. traits in, in, in Danny because these are, I, I really curated what I wanted in someone. Before, you know, when you're young, you have posters of like your it girl. I think mine was Jessica Alba. You know, that was like my it girl. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, oh, I wanted Jessica Alba in my life, you know, and that was my dream. And then later on, you're like, you know, I don't really need a Jessica Alba. I just want somebody who's really there for me. And and these things you learn with age and experience and yeah, and this is kind of like just growing up, you know. Like this is more. I think this is more on like your values, like exactly. because before you it's were like super you're, superficial. You're fine. No, and even if you had values then, because I wouldn't say I was a superficial guy. It's just that with youth, values are not as 
important because you feel like you have so much time, you know, mm -hmm. like you have so much time in the world that you don't think about the values as much. But then when you get older, you start to realize that time is running and now you have to focus, hyper-focus on what is most important. Because let's face it, be beauty fades, right? Yeah. But personality and, and traits don't. Yeah, I think it's more of like, as you grow older, you kind of like learn which personalities you like, which personalities you don't. And it stops becoming mostly about looks and becomes more deep. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing. It's like, it's still about values because you're just kind of like, your priorities changed. Mm -hmm. Like instead of like beauty being like the only like metric, whether you want it to be with a person or not, it kind of it kind of just mm -hmm. lowers. And because something is more important, you find something more important. So wait, so, so, so then what is your like criteria now after finally dating and, and and all the experience we've had what's your current criteria because it's it's definitely not the top three schools or the top three professions or all those things i feel like i don't know what my type is my type is you i don't know yeah okay but then like what is that what are the good things that you see or let you appreciate now there were certain things that i was looking for it's just that they kind of like got embodied or whatever in the schools and the professions so for example like i always want someone who's business minded like that's my like that's i think that's never gonna change not business mm -hmm. like businessman how like your manager but like entrepreneurial you know like mm -hmm. someone who can like create i guess because that's like one of my like my biggest biggest um values and something that i find very important so law and medicine are just like they're not even um in my list anymore because those are like honestly it's like low creativity it's all logic it's all you know everything's textbook mm -hmm. you know what i mean and what i was looking for in like the schools that i mentioned were like intelligence um i was looking for like a certain mindset that i would say like people from wealthy families have the priorities in life for example like people from not well-off families are gonna say money's the root of all evil and people from high-end families are like, no, we want money. Money is good. Mm -hmm. Maybe my words are going to be bad. But like people from like poor families are a bit defeatist. Like, I can't do it. But then people from well-off families are more go-getters, I'd say. Mm -hmm. So it's mm -hmm. like those were like traits that I was looking for. It's just that like they were kind of like embodied in those schools. Ateneo La Salle, they're expensive. So if you were into it, meaning you came from these families and maybe you had these values and stuff like that, if you were from UP, then you were smart. Mm -hmm. But yeah, and you know, funny enough, um, I got to like date someone from each of the schools I mentioned. They didn't become my boyfriends, but then you know, like yeah. And in the end, and in the end, you end up you ended up with a guy who didn't go to any of the schools that you. Yeah, well, you didn't even go to school in the Philippines, so. Well, I mean, high school, but yeah, yeah, I yeah. didn't, I didn't want to actually. I, I guess. I always wanted to do my own thing. So I guess that's that's where the entrepreneurial thing yeah, yeah. falls in. Yeah, so you can see for, for us, our, our types have changed over time. And I think that, I guess our point was, you know, it's important to like really focus on what you want in a person. And back to like what you were saying about the, the problem with the three Ps. If you look at someone for their values rather than what they can give you, then it becomes less superficial mm -hmm. and and i think that's the most important like i don't look at danny at like how danny will provide me how beautiful she is she's gonna give me good babies i mean uh, of course it's crossed my mind <laughs> <laughs> but my point is why am i with danny because danny is those things i mentioned she's nurturing she's caring she is she's a listener she is generous she's there for me and i know that no matter what no matter how messed up i am in life that she will be there for me and she'll be there to like 
you know, she'll have my back. And and this is why I value Danny so much. And this is why I want to be with you forever. See, so so this is what I mean. So I don't look at her as as something beneficial, like what she can give me. It's more of I look at her for who she is and I want to be around that energy. And that energy is good for me, you know? So of course I want to also provide, protect, but I want to do it in a way that of course Danny appreciates. Procreate. Uh, procreate. <laughs> anyway. And then I guess with me, like like I guess I don't know. I, I mean I might be tooting my own horn here, but I think with Danny she kind of sees like, you know, I can cook. I'm kind of like a man of the house, right? I, I Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I cook, I clean, I, I know how to build stuff. You know, so like she sees that I'm not like your typical guy that I kind of just work and then, you know, don't do anything anymore. I'm more on hands. I like to, I, I guess I'm very serviceable. I like to give a lot yeah. to people. So yeah, so I guess those are the traits that, you know, when you're when you're dating guys, just remember like, look for the proper traits in people. Don't actually just date them for their status or for how they look. There's a lot more to it. And uh, I've dated, I've had very beautiful girls, but they all had like issues (laughs) and we didn't match. So in the end of the day, it's really about who do you want to grow old with? Who do you want to stick around with? You know? Uh, So do you have anything else to say? Anything you want to add? I think the point that I want to like emphasize is how men are like described to be pussies now isn't a bad thing and it's not a weakness and you know this whole tough guy act it's not like cool anymore I mean it's not that it's not cool but it's not required and it's not the only way and I think that you know like men being more vulnerable and men being more emotionally equipped expressing their feelings and everything I feel like that in itself is more strong like that's a deeper form of strength than you know being tough guy but then it's it's all just pretense and okay well said babe i agree with you so guys like just be more in touch with your emotions you can still be strong by being vulnerable there's no there's no shame in that and you know as much as possible i think be open be open talk to your wives talk to your to your girlfriends and just tell them how you feel i think yeah and i feel like like don't tell yourself that you can't that you can't feel because you're human, you know, you, you have emotions. It's like, I guess it's like, don't limit yourself to like what you're feeling and stuff. And if you feel something, you, you acknowledge it and like, don't push it away and tell yourself that you can't feel exactly. a certain thing, you know? So it's not, it's not just about like being vulnerable to other people. You kind of also have to like learn to be, I guess, like vulnerable with yourself. Exactly. You are human and you'll feel things and like, that's okay. You know, it's, it's, that means you're human and that means that you're not like some sociopath. Or whatever. Exactly. You have to like not only like acknowledge your feelings, but you also have to like engage your feelings. Like, you know, like question like why do I feel this way? Like this is like the first step to like, self-awareness, which like not a lot of men I guess like think a lot about because you know they think that this whole like feelings and everything, like this is a women's thing. But no, it's it's supposed to be a people's thing, you know. You you're human and like that's something that you have to do to be healthy like mentally and everything and also like when you look for a partner look for someone that is that fits the values that you want in someone and again don't look for someone just for beauty alone look for someone who's beautiful inside so someone who will really bring the best man in you at least uh, this is a message to the men and women don't look for a man who can just do the three p's instead look for a man who is 
who has good moral values and again, who's in touch with his emotions and can communicate with you. I think that's the most important thing. All right, guys, I, a little long, this podcast, but anyway, we're going to try to discuss about feminism on another day, but I hope you guys enjoyed what we spoke about today. I know we were kind of rambling a little bit, and we, we're trying this new approach to our podcast where it's less scripted and kind of more, you know, like free verse. We just kind of bounce off with each other, but yeah. uh, I hope you guys enjoyed it today. Thank you so much for listening.